Hey, everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from Salt Lake City, Utah, it's Thank God I'm Atheist, the podcast. I'm Frank. And I'm Dan. Coming up today, um, we're, we're going to talk a little bit about the Mormons. The, we the are. Mormons. We are. Uh, it's, there's, it's, there's stuff happening. Big shakeups. Oh yeah. Well, they've got to get a man elected to the presidency. <laughs> they got, so they've like got their a, last chance. They have to clean up their act for a know? while. Anyway. Yeah. 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 So, anyways, well, that's my working theory as to we'll, what's we'll see. going on here. We'll, we'll present our case for that, and we'll see what you guys think. <laughs> Possible. Possible stuff. All happening. right. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, in the meantime, there are other things happening in the world. Anything you want to talk about? Well, I want to just. Uh, this one seems like the right place to start, actually, um, which was, uh, which is, of course, um, the uh, the Ottawa mm. uh, shooting yes. um, that took place. I, I think that it's important that we touch upon that, just because of you know, I mean, here's a, a radicalized Muslim, mm. purportedly, right, um, who uh, who 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 shot a. Um, a soldier, a member of the the Canadian military, at right. their national uh, war memorial uh, in Ottawa, just and then went into the, their parliament building and started shooting there. Went crazy, and uh, and it just you know it's it's something that um you know ties in with what we've been talking about for the yeah. last couple shows. Yeah, um, so I I just felt it was important to, to bring it up as a as another example of um, what's wrong with, with Islam yeah, and from within Islam, you know? Yeah, uh, truly. I mean, nobody is shocked when a Muslim attacks the U.S. No, no. But when someone attacks Canada, <laughs> I feel like everybody just goes, wait, what? <laughs> but they're so polite. How? Who would ever? How dare they? How dare, they are. They've never hurt anybody. They have never hurt a fly. Those right, Canadians. Seriously, the 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 kind of Canadian radicals that we're used to like <laughs> poutine too much. You know, like it's, that's 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 about as too cold as, to be a radical. As, as crazy as they get, as extreme, extreme love of beaver tail. Right. right? I, I'm I'm sure that Al Qaeda has tried to plant sleeper cells into Canada. And it's just been like, they're like, yes, we're going to go out and we're going to do this, blah, blah, blah. And then they get outside and they're like, shit, it is fucking cold. <laughs> Did you guys know it was going to be this cold oh, back in Arabia no. when we were back in Saudi when we were planning yeah. this shit? It is it is way too cold. Long johns. I just, I'm a long john. You can't do terrorism in that kind of cold. You just can't. <laughs> well, uh, which is why clearly they fit it in. In the fall. Oh yeah, they were getting it in before they yeah. b- before yeah, it really sadly hit. sadly uh, <laughs> it's a horrible thing. Well, I mean, and you were talking about earlier that like you know you have a shooting in the U.S. and it's not even much of a story. Yeah, I mean, for me, I literally everybody because my mom lives in Ottawa, uh-huh. and so everybody was contacting me like, "Hey, uh, hey, isn't that crazy about Ottawa and blah blah blah?" Right. And my initial impulse is just like, "Oh, a shooting, Meh. yeah, you know, whatever." Yeah. I'm, you know, I, the first impulse is like, shit, is mom going to be okay? Or my, is my cousin okay? And bubble. And I'm like, well, none, they're nowhere near the parliament building. They're just fine. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, that that's always people's first reaction to stuff like that. It's like, well, yeah, you got to just sort of check in. <laughs> is it possible that my people could have been, no, no, 
No, that's not possible. Could my mom have been guarding right. the war memorial? Yeah, you never know. <laughs> she it could have been her turn. <laughs> I think is that how it works in Canada? Mm-hmm. Everybody just takes their turn. Everybody takes their turn. It's everybody most people get to be prime prime minister at least once. <laughs> and uh and you know it but, seems like this guy's been there for a while. Hasn't Har- he been Harper? There? Hasn't Harper it, been around for is it Harper? almost too long? It's still Harper, right? Yeah. It yeah. Is. Uh I yeah, he's he, well, too long for many people's tastes. Anyway. Not but, to get political. Oh, no. We would never do that. Especially in about Canada politics, which it just seems cute that they even do it. <laughs> I don't oh, know. God, Everything yeah. about Canada is just adorable. Oh, my God. Except shootings. That's, no, not, that's not, less adorable. Not adorable. Yeah. Um, don't do that. But anyways. Yeah. I mean, I mean you, it does... I, I, I do have to say that I think that it would be news no matter where it happened. I mean, gunning down a, a, a soldier guarding a war memorial. Yeah. I'm sorry. A Muslim in particular doing it. Yeah. Um, that's going to be international news, uh, it, no matter the country, no matter the place. I mean, it's an absolutely horrible thing. And um, it's uh, it, it it is horrible, and it's horrible that it's spreading. I think that's part of the deal is that it's like... We feel like there are these I don't know that Canada would be considered a safe haven, but we feel like there are these places where it's uh, you know, it's not going to happen there. Well, the US as a target makes sense. Yeah. In 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 an American's mind, right? Because in everybody's mind. I mean, yeah. the US is the remaining superpower. Right. But Canada has actually, you know, taken a very strong position with the US mm-hmm. against ISIS. Yep. And uh, I mean, I guess people are speculating that that's now they're in lear- part. They're learning their lesson. <laughs> Take that, Canada! <laughs> now we'll send one guy in to shoot you, huh? Canada. What? Well, there was one guy who went in and shot Canada. Yeah, all all of Canada. The whole Canada <laughs> got shot. You know what? You shoot one of our people, you shoot all of our people. Well, he killed the military. He killed well. <laughs> Yeah, he killed like a quarter of them. That's terrible. That's absolutely terrible, Dan. Uh, I just love it. We should start perpetuating Canadian stereotypes. (laughs) You know, all of their their military is horseback mounted. Oh, that's true. I don't know if you know that. I do want to know what is up with the sort of seemingly the national haircut for (laughs) men of a certain age. I'm dead serious. It's sort of... It's definitely bushier on the sides than you, we're used to in you this don't, country. You don't want high, you, and, high, you want high fashion Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> I know that the two don't really go hand in hand, but <laughs> there is, it's a very strange haircut. I don't, and it's very typical. It's, the it's, only other people who do it a lot are New Zealanders. <laughs> they have the same haircut. I don't know what it is. I don't Middle-aged know white men—they all have the same haircut. It's it's a uh, it's it's a relic of their of of their British heritage. It's it's <laughs> yeah. it's rural Scottish. Is, is the, that is the name of that haircut? Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. And somehow, <laughs> it's held over. Oh yeah, <laughs> Nova Scotia is where all of the barbers in in canada come from they're all trained they're all trained in nova scotia the only cosmetology schools they also have to learn fiddling they have to learn celtic fiddling in their barber that i did not know Mm -hmm. oh yeah well-known fact in canada eh? 
Anyway, we'll just we'll just move right along from all of that good Canadian information that everyone can just <laughs> you can take those to the bank for sure. I'm going to move on uh, to our country, mm-hmm. in which uh, a, the Supreme Court of these United States uh, has is just heard oral arguments in a case called Holt versus Hobbs, which sounds like a I don't know cartoon. I just think of Calvin and Hobbes or what. Anyway, uh, Holt versus Hobbes is about a female, uh, rather a male Muslim inmate uh, in Arkansas, a man by the name of Gregory Holt, okay. who uh, wants to grow a beard in accordance with his uh, Muslim beliefs, which he, okay. which he feels uh, mandate a beard. Okay. However, Arkansas is one of the states in the union that does not allow its inmates to have beards, uh, presumably yeah. because they might uh, smuggle things in them. I don't know. I don't know. It's you can grab them. Oh, it's grabbable. <laughs> it's because it's just too sexy. That's what it is. It's a little too current. It's a little. It's pretty yummy. Yeah. And those other inmates mm. and those guards get distracted too. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. look at that. Mm. Yowza! Bearded. Bearded inmate over there. Yeah, it's the inmate. Mm. It's the bearded inmate mm. shuffle. Anyway, uh, so this case has gone all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court. Um, it's a it's it's a case of you know religious beliefs versus uh, rules and and stuff. I, so I thought that was interesting. But what makes this particularly interesting is where it led uh, Justice Antonin Scalia in his thinking. Oh, really? Now, as as we've reported, we've talked about Brother Scalia before. <laughs> he is a a dyed in the wool believing Catholic. Oh yeah. This guy is full on. He buys the entire thing. He loves it. He loves his Catholicism. He loves Catholicism. This is the same guy that said that the Constitution did not mandate that we while it mandates that we that the US government can't prefer one religion over another it's totally fine to prefer religion over not religion mm. cuz he's that kind of a guy mm-hmm. anywho he so the uh Holt is was ask his lawyer was asking for a half inch beard now technically it's supposed to be a big a full beard right it's supposed to be much more than half inch but something Allah could maybe be happy with a half inch. Well, this is this is that is, what they're saying? Well, that's what that's what they're saying. Well, if, he, if what, Allah is making that concession, why isn't he just fine with him being clean shaven? Well, this is where this is the line of reasoning that Scalia was was pursuing. So Scalia is saying, "Why aren't you asking for a full beard if right. that's what your thing is?" Yeah, and the and Holt's lawyer said, "Well, something is better than nothing." It. It would be, uh, he said something along the lines of, you know, at least it would be reasonable to ask for, we thought it would be reasonable to ask for half an inch, which led Scalia to the following quote. And I'm so excited to say this. Okay. Well, religious beliefs aren't reasonable, is what he said. Scalia. Scalia said that. He said he went on to say, I mean religious beliefs are categorical. You know, it's God tells you. It's not a matter of being reasonable. God be reasonable? He's supposed to have a full beard. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, 
What? So you don't reason with God. It's no, not I, reasonable. I, I, I get that. So, but he, yeah, I love. So the fact. Scalia is saying, well, God wants him to have a full beard, so he needs to have a full beard. You need to argue for full beard or nothing. <laughs> Which I kind of agree with. I just love the fact that Justice Scalia, in the permanent registry yeah. of all that goes down in the history for all yeah. time, they, we've got Justice Scalia saying that religious beliefs aren't reasonable. Yeah. Ah, <sighs> that's nice. Well, I mean, it doesn't surprise me. I no. Mean, he he is an educated man. Indeed. And so he's thought <laughs> a while, probably, about making certain things work with other things. And he's just fine mm. with religious belief not making sense. No. Otherwise, how do you do it if you are a man of his intellect? You know? Yeah. Because I'll grant him that. I mean, he's, oh, sure. He, he, he's no dummy. No. He doesn't always use his intellect in the best possible no, way. No, I'm not saying but that. But he's a smarty pants for he's, sure. He definitely, yeah. He's got a brain between those two ears. Yeah. Um, and so uh, he's yeah. had to do some mental gymnastics <laughs> yes. in his lifetime he has. in order to make things work. He, know, he knows full well how unreasonable religious belief is. Right. He's, he's, uh, but that's an interesting peek into his mind. Yeah, absolutely. Into huh. the argle bargle that is <laughs> Scalia's brain. <laughs> I think that's what I'm going to name his brain from now on. Argle bargle. Here comes Scalia and Argle Bargle. It's a children's <laughs> it's, book. It's a, it's a great little cartoon. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. And Scalia's Scalia like, and his brain. <laughs> Scalia and Argle Bargle. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just want to say that uh, I think it's perfectly fine for atheists to... <laughs> oh, I mean, uh, no, no, you can't do that. I don't like atheists. <laughs> Bargle, bargle. <laughs> that's fun. Uh, oh, yeah. that's just that's just good, clean fun right yeah, there. Yeah, that is. That's <laughs> nice. Hmm. All right, what do you got? Well, um, uh, I I, I want to stick with Catholicism. Oh, sure. For a minute, since you brought it up. Um, so uh, there's a new uh, there's a new cookbook out. Oh, I, I mean, you know, I mean. I don't know so much about other faiths and whatnot, but I mean Mormons, uh-huh. they they love the, like putting together the Ward cookbook. Oh, they love it, you know. Oh, they love it. Stuff. All, the, all the women get together and wait. What's your recipe? What recipe do you do for funeral potatoes? Oh, <laughs> I know. Do your funeral potatoes? Oh, my funeral potatoes have sliced potatoes. <gasps> oh, mine are shredded potatoes. Oh, oh, that's fascinating. Oh my gosh, we can talk for the hours about that. <laughs> Um, so, uh, a, uh, a, 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 actually a current, uh, member of the, the Swiss guard, mm-hmm. the, uh, the Pope's, uh, private, uh, military, his, his, his clown, the, the his military. clown suited military. Yeah. But the, it's a, it's a military. Oh, sure. You it's, know, they just dress like idiots. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Um, and march around and just march around. <laughs> I mean, they should be, anyways. Um, well, one of the uh, Swiss guards has uh, released a book. Um, oh dear, uh, a cookbook <laughs> featuring um, recipes enjoyed by popes. <laughs> oh, 
Uh, nice. He has nice. um uh Francis's empanadas. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Um, you get that Argentine in there, you're going to get some flavor. Uh, so, uh, he also includes a, a recipe featuring roast sirloin uh, for Pope Francis, oh. um, and uh, a, a, a recipe for dulce de leche, mm-hmm. um, the milk-based Argentinian dessert. Um, oh, it's, it's delicious, delicioso. It's dulce delicious, mm-hmm. um, and uh, he also includes um, some pierogi uh, for for John, John Paul the second. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, and some Bavarian delicacies for Pope Emeritus Benedict the Sixteenth. Yeah. Um, there's also some other recipes. Um, there's some gnocchi, uh, Vatican style. Oh, uh, yeah. for, uh, one of the cardinals, uh, the, the secretary of state. It's, their, um, their gnocchi is in the shape of a, of a communion wafer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they, Vatican style. I love Gnocchi Vatican style. <laughs> Vatican style. Uh, and there's also um, some uh, veal salt in boca, la Romana. Oh. Romana. Yeah. Um, That'll just jump right in your mouth. It will. Um, and uh, yeah, so it just came out in German and uh-huh. it's going to come out in uh, in Italian next week. Uh-huh. And yeah, so now you can eat like a pope. Uh, and why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? I, I, well, yeah. I imagine they eat pretty fucking well. The popes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you're going to... They're at least not cooking it for themselves. No. No. If nothing else. But this guy knows a lot about Pope's diet. Yeah. It does does strike me that, like, this Swiss guard... Why does a Swiss guard know the... uh, This young 24-year-old lad. (laughs) Yeah, right? Mm -hmm. Who has had... Cooks for popes. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think he cooks for popes. I think because he's a, he's a guard. He's the military guy. I think he sleeps with the guy that cooks for the popes. <laughs> oh, I think he's okay. The, he's the lover of he's, the pope's he's in, cook. He's industrious. Right. And has a, had a, he had a great idea? This right, book's exactly. gonna sell. People want to eat like popes. I just like the I just like the idea of like that. He goes. He he's talking to the to the cook, and he's like, "What did what did Benedict eat?" And all he can eat, no, he, he only ate sauerkraut. <laughs> and it's all he ate, ever. Well, we got to come up with something. Uh, I once tried uh, to give him a schnitzel. <laughs> he didn't like it. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. 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 So. Well, that'll be good. That'll be good. Well, you know what? You and I should buy that book and make something from it. And, and we should. eat it over the air or something. I don't know about that. Mm, this is the best Pierogi. <laughs> Pope John Pierogi the second. Mm, so good. <laughs> um, I'm going to move us to Oklahoma City, okay. uh, back in your uh, your former home state, uh, where we've reported many times on the giant six foot tall monument of the Ten Commandments mm. that had been placed in uh, on, on the grounds of the Capitol. Oh yeah. Uh, in Oklahoma City, that was so controversial, and you know the people ACLU was suing to get it taken down, and right. the, and then the Satanic Temple was going to just go along with it and have them put up and and put up, try to put up their own monument, and yeah, which was an awesome statue of uh, Baphomet and stuff. Well, uh, there's a new predicament now, oh, which is that someone, some asshole. And I'll start with this. We don't approve of this. Uh, mm. f- 
here at TGIA, but some asshole drove up and knocked it over with a car. Yeah. This Ten Commandments monument. It's a huge thing. It was like, you need to, I mean, you should probably describe the monument. Because, like, I was a little confused when mm. you told me that this happened. Yeah. Um, I, I was, like, I was picturing, like, a monument. A big. A big thing. A big. Big monolith. Yeah, like a big, thing. big, thick slab. I mean, it is it is big. It, I was picturing basically, something squarish and mm, monumentish, sort of cubic. Yeah, a cube. big with maybe a spire on it. Sure, like, I was really imagining a thing. It turns a, out it wasn't much of a thing. It, yeah, I mean, it's big. It's at least it's about six feet tall. So, but just imagine a gravestone sized up proportionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To six feet tall. Yeah. Uh, probably six to eight inches thick. Sure. Uh, maybe yeah. ten. Um, and, uh, and, and, and very, very high. Otherwise, though, very much like a monolith. Yeah. It's just a, yeah, it's, it's, it's like a, it From looks like a, a giant it's, tombstone. Right. Uh, and now it looks like a giant tombstone that's been knocked over by a car. And broken. And in. broken into many pieces. Yes. So, yeah, uh, one of the reasons that I bring this up is that, you know, we've talked about it. Now, they the, there have been uh, – so Governor Mike uh, – wait. Oh, so the, so the monument was paid for with private funds from Representative Mike Ritzy. Okay. Uh, if you'll recall. Now, the governor of, of Oklahoma, uh, uh, Mr. Fallon – Okay. Uh, not Jimmy uh, – has, uh, has said, quote, uh, our – our monument will be rebuilt and restored. Uh, the people of Oklahoma will not stand for acts of violence against the Capitol or its monuments. Oh. Yeah. The uh, question for me is, if Baphomet gets put up, right. would he say the same thing? Well, Would he say the people of Oklahoma would not stand for acts of violence against Baphomet? Well, it's... I mean, it's clear that the Capitol and our monuments is code for the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments. He's right. just saying that instead of the Ten Commandments. <laughs> right. Because nobody feels – how can anybody feel all that sort of – like somebody charged at it with a car, I'm assuming, in the middle of the night. I'm assuming that as well. Right. Um, do people feel unsafe in the Capitol now? Like, no. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, right. They're re they're really talking about this offense against Christ their Christian monument, and their yeah, and their their delicate Christian sensibilities. <laughs> they're under attack. They, you know. Well, technically, being... right now, they could make that claim and yeah, I be guess that's true. Fairly, but Christians, fair. Christianity on the on the whole, you can't you can't be it's under attack fine. when you're. You know the seventy percent majority or right, whatever. Right. Anyway, um. So yeah, that's or it's an interesting thing. I wonder uh, about the legality of it. I'm not a constitutional scholar or anything, but here's the thing: <clears throat> the reason that Baphomet isn't up there yet, mm -hmm. um, because the Satanic Temple they're kind of ready to to roll on it. Sure. But but the reason they're ready. Yes, exactly. The reason it's not up is because there's been a more they've put a moratorium on. Uh, on monuments, yeah, on those grounds, yeah. So does that moratorium now still apply to this thing? Seems like they have a loophole. Yeah, which is like it was already there. It was there. We're, we're just repairing. We're it. fixing. We would repair any monument that was here that was already here. Yeah, 
I, it, it is funny because you know for a fact that someone would vandalize Baphomet oh, when, when he got put up. Nobody would. Uh, the governor would not be. Wouldn't, would not be would making, making statements. Statement. Right, exactly. Yeah. And, and, you, and it's, a, it's a statistical certainty that it would happen. Whether it's well, tagged by some sort of. They're going to have a hard time preventing tagging. <laughs> but they need to come up with something that's incorporated into the design of the Baphomet. <laughs> statue oh. that 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 prevents a car running into it well, oh. maybe some ballard posts you know or some or s- some pikes oh see you know, now here's, out here's what from... i jumped to my brain jumped to you build baphomet but you actually have the exterior external structure is sort of a crumple zone okay and if a car runs into it the interior structure is an impenetrable thing it's like a, a super tough thing okay that looks like a big giant dick <laughs> <laughs> so yeah you crash into it and you break baphomet but all you've done is reveal the big giant penis do you warn everybody no no that's too funny you gotta let them do it <laughs> no i think you tempt them i think you go hey listen you get to choose you can have the satanic statue or a giant cock we're gonna put up the, the 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 satanic one because we know you really don't want it but do you want a cock right right like i warn choice. you this I, is your choice we're giving you choices here people right and everybody just know there is a giant cock in this in inside of this inside this. you really don't want to break this yeah you'll it's, only reveal the penis yeah it's vulgar too. It's and it's bad. <laughs> oh, the veins are all visible. It's, it's one of the uglier penises you've ever <laughs> it's not seen. A good, it's got a little bend to it that's yeah. weird. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Kind of yeah. <laughs> not attractive. <laughs> Just a oh. botched botched circumcision. Oh god, no. Move on. We can't get back into circumcision. Get out of here. Move on to the next one quick. <laughs> All right, uh, you're familiar with the Jewish Daily Forward, right? Uh, sure, yeah. It's a it's a it's a publication it's a, newspaper, a long running newspaper. Yeah, um, out of, out of New York City, as I and they 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 tend to to love uh, their community. Mm. They tend to be very pro Jew. Yeah, well, they you would know. be now, wouldn't they? Yeah, sure. Yeah, um, here is an article. Um, that came out uh, this uh, this week mm-hmm. um, about uh, the uh, the Nobel uh, uh, recipients this year. Oh yeah, because they just picked uh, the 2014 um, uh, science selections. Oh sure, actually, okay. Um, and it says uh, the headline says, "Kiss those Nobels goodbye." Have Jews lost interest in science? Oh, oh dear. So, uh, apparently, uh, the last time that uh, there was no Jew among the the Nobel laureates was uh, in 1999. Wow. And the year prior to that was 1991 that there was no Jew amongst the laureates. Holy shit. Uh Uh-huh. Damn. Well done, Jews. Yeah. Yeah, good. got some thinking going on over there. Good, good going. Some some brainiacs, indeed. Yeah, and or the Nobel Committee really likes Jews. I, well, they may or may <laughs> not. That I don't know. Sure, but um, uh, but not this year. So here, here, uh, 
The, the, the article says, had a couple of Jews, or maybe an Israeli, uh, been awarded the prize, you would be reading, the, the article you would be reading right now would probably go something like this. In the 113 years since the Nobel Foundation began anointing the world's greatest scientists, Jews have won more than 100 times as many, 100 times as many prizes per capita than the rest of the world. <laughs> wow! Why? One of two reasons. Maybe because many generations of matching the smartest rabbis with the most marriageable maidens left Jews with genes for discernment and... Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> or maybe because generations of, of valuing learning above all gave Jews habits of mind and bookish values that in the modern world make them wizards in the laboratory. That I actually don't... I, I don't refute that too much. They actually do have a tradition of, like, sort of careful thought. Yeah. And I'm I'm okay with that. That's one of yeah. the things that I love about the Jewish religion. Yeah. Um, it goes on. It kind of tones it down a little bit and says, you know, actually, um, you know, whatever, whatever. Um, we're probably actually at sort of the peak or zenith oh. of Jews in science. Sure. Receiving awards at this level huh. because... And it goes through this long history about, you know, where um, immigrant Jews, especially in the United States, um, saw science as a progressive force uh, that could help, quote, replace an arbitrary old waspish order uh, in a society based on fact, not faith. Huh. So that's interesting. That is interesting. I do think they probably need to check with some of their... Uh, biological scientists before they start making claims about uh, breeding the smarts. Into however, them. however, um, it does say it. They tone it down. They were trying. They they clearly were saying something a little, a little tongue, a little cheek. crazy, a little tongue in cheek at the beginning of the article to kind of grab your attention, right? Because as the article does go on, it does tone it down a little. Uh huh. But boy, is it pro! Like <laughs> we are fantastic, and just because there's not one this year, everyone, yeah, calm down, everyone. Just we're fine. We're fine. Just remember, this year's an outlier. <laughs> this year's not normal. How? That's a. But it's it actually is impressive. A, it is super impressive. Yeah. Considering how few, like how small the population of Jews are in the world, mm-hmm. when you compare them to. Islam or Christianity mm-hmm. uh, or even Buddhism, yeah, uh, yeah, that's a that is an impressive thing. Yeah, that's that's pretty potent. Yeah, uh, well, first year this century that there has not been a Jew among. Yeah, them. that's crazy. I, I think it's. I don't know. Like, there's a lot that I like. You know, I mean, everybody knows my feelings about religion. Our feelings about sure, religion, sure. et cetera, and so forth. But there's something about the Jewish community that, you know, they, they somehow value a level of reason and thought that is very different. Yeah. It does but, make one, one wonder if the, uh, the Nobel Committee has, you know, Shlomo Johansson as one of their <laughs> presiding. <laughs> oh, those yeah. wacky Swedes. They're wacky, but no, I mean Jews are in Jews are very prominent in the sciences. Yeah. I don't think anybody can deny that. No, I know. And I love it. And it uh, I mean, I guess yeah, point it out. Good. Jewish Daily Forward. Good for Jew, you know. 
Oh. Boo. <clears throat> well, I'm going to I'm going to take us in the opposite direction on Judaism uh for a moment. What's that? Uh I'm going to take us to Jerusalem where uh dozens of ultra orthodox Jews apparently have recently um hurled stones at and slashed the tires of buses because these buses were bearing ads. They had ads on them for promote promoting um, the allowing of women to pray and have ceremonies at the Western Wall in Jerusalem. Oh, uh, slashed. Yeah, nice. yeah. They're okay. getting. They're getting. They don't like this. They are the ultra orthodox uh, community is up in arms over this idea. Now, Judaism has several sects and and the ultra orthodox are obviously the uh the the fringe fundamentalists mm. of Judaism. Probably not a lot of scientists. No. Amongst No, they you couldn't you couldn't possibly maintain science and be an <laughs> ultra orthodox Jew. These are the guys that you see with the the boxes strapped to their heads. Right, uh, a good percentage of the time they're, with the little Torah the banding scroll, the, all over their arms. Yeah, and, yeah. these are the, yeah, and they have to have the 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 you know the the curls down uh, right their temples and stuff. These right. these these guys are not messing around when it comes to their Judaism. They aren't. They are also the these are also the guys who on the recent uh, flight between where was it New York and and Tel Aviv or something that uh, they. They were so anxious about sitting next to women on this oh. LL flight that they literally got up and stood in the aisles for the entire flight because they just right. couldn't handle it. This was the guy with the, the bag over him, right? Do oh, remember this? I don't remember that, oh, but okay. I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, like, these are these people. Okay. But apparently apparently there was a uh, there there was one bus that literally... So apparently these bus, these ads are just, like, asking, are just saying, like... They're, it's a, they're posted by a group called Women of the Wall. Oh, okay. um, Sarah Silverman's sister, uh, who's a who's a rabbi, went and and sort of she prayed at the wall and got in real big trouble for doing it, and so she's an activist for this as well. Okay, okay. Um, comedian Sarah Silverman, her sister. Right. Um, anyway, uh, this is so these women. The ads show girls and women wearing prayer shawls. And holding a Torah scroll, okay, which uh, the the or- Orthodox uh, Jews think is for men only. You can't wear that. Why they're fussy? So they, so they like uh, one of the buses had the had, a, had the words "end the obscene pictures" sprayed on it. Wow. Okay, that's obscene. obscene. It is obscene. Boy, they don't get out much. No. Yeah, I'll show oh. them some obscene photos. Right, exactly. Uh, women showing their shoulders, <laughs> rather than covering them with a uh, with more clothing. Right, which is what they did. Wow, because they had a prayer shawl. Right. Oh my God, these people! I I have so little patience for fundamentalism. I have very little patience for religion in general. But once you start getting, ooh, that was an interesting sound. Yeah, it was a little sort of. Interesting burp escaping, kinda. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I can't. I, the fundamentalists of all uh, shapes and sizes just drive me bonkers, as they should. Indeed, I'd be worried about you, Dan, if they didn't. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, crazy town. Yeah. <sighs> what? 
No, it's just... Yeah, anyways. <laughs> and Frank lets out a sigh. Well, if you need to talk to us about any of this stuff, want to get your voice uh, into this conversation, uh, there's easy ways to do it. You can email us at podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you can leave us a voicemail at 424-666-TGIA. Right. That's 8442. Right. Or you can uh, you can go to the Facebooks. Uh, the, that's a great place to go. The... Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash TGI Atheist. But we also have the new uh, and and thriving, delightful TGIA members only lounge. Ah, yeah. And that uh, that I am very pleased by how that is going. Um I don't know if you kids know this, but that's a uh it I'm really enjoying uh what's going on with that fantastic so uh so if you want to go to that you you can just if you go to facebook you can just uh type into the the search um you can you can type into the search uh section tgia members only lounge again don't do the tgia family because that ends up being some asian family um (laughs) i mean that might be an interesting group to join is that their last name I don't know. Maybe. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, we've got a whole a whole slew of really interesting conversation happening there. And it's a closed group, so uh, don't worry. No, Your friends can see that you're in the group, but it doesn't say the word atheist anywhere on it, so they probably right. won't know. And you can go and gently and, and vent your spleen yeah. about your, your life. Uh, it, it's It's forming into a very lovely community. Fantastic. Yep. That's great. Well, all right. Well, we're going to take a quick break now. Um, this is uh, one Mr. Pat Robertson. Oh, we do love our Patty boy. Chiming in about the gays. He's, uh, he's, as, he's prone to do. As, as is his won't. <laughs> uh, yeah. So enjoy this. There's one thing to want to persuade somebody to believe like you do. Uh, that's what Christianity is about to bring the gospel message, say this is good news, and we'd like you to accept it. That's one thing. There's something else to take the arm of the government to force somebody to do something that is against, is contrary to their religion. And that's what these homosexuals are trying to do. They're trying to force people who are Christians to marry them or else face jail, to make cakes honoring them or else go to jail and give their servants over and divulge their innermost thoughts or go to jail. Now, that's the kind of thing we're dealing with. These people are terrorists, they're radicals, and they're extremists. No Christian in his right mind would ever try to enforce somebody against their belief or else suffer jail. Now, they did that during the Inquisition. It was horrible. It was a black mark. Uh, on our history, but it isn't being done now. There's no Christian group I know of anywhere in the world that would force somebody to do something contrary to their deep-held religious beliefs or else face criminal penalties. But that's what the homosexuals are trying to do here in America, and I think it's time pastors stand up and fight this monstrous thing. I mean, if the gays want to go out and do their gay sex that's one thing, but if they want to force you to accept it and and uh, solemnify it by marriage, then that's a different matter, and it's an infringement 
on people's religious beliefs. And what's being done in Houston is a gay, the, the woman they elected is a homosexual. She's a, she's a lesbian. And that's her, she's trying to force pastors to conform to her beliefs. It's wrong. <laughs> I'm glad I have this blessing for the sex, at least. I had not, okay, so when I first listened to this, I don't know how, but I, I must have just sort of zoned in and out a little bit because I never heard him say, uh, if they want to have the gay sex, that's one thing. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that clip, that clip is the clip that keeps on giving. Oh, my God. He just keeps going. He just keeps going. Um, I will say this, He's Frank, definitely rattled. Frank, Frank by, by the will you stop being a terrorist? Well... You know, here's the deal. Now, when now when you come out of the closet as gay, I don't, do they do they tell you that you're going to be a terrorist when that happens, <laughs> or or do you find that out later? I don't want to force any Christians to marry me. Uh, well, you don't. You're not getting married. <laughs> the one, the, right. the, the 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 that minister over there, that that right. that gay hating minister, right. That's the one I want to have yeah. perform my ceremony. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be beautiful. That's, be beautiful. That's who I want to honor my love. Right. Is someone who does, who distinctly does not honor my love. Right. Oh, Same with man. cakes. Yeah. You oh, know? Yeah, sure. Like, I get it. Like, maybe you don't realize what cake business you're walking into. Sure. And then they inform you. And I think you could be like, you know somebody who's preparing my cake i want them to like really put their all <laughs> yeah. into it yeah i want exactly. them to maybe also not put other stuff in it sure you know right like, like i i i want I the best cake i can get so i don't why, trust you to make my cake. why would i go to like a known gay hating christian bakery absolutely like you know what i mean like this is kind of this this whole argument is it's just a moot point like like okay, I understand that it has happened that people have walked in and they like they they're ordering a cake and I and I think there were a couple lesbians in Denver who really like were just trying to make a point sure with a baker <laughs> and, okay all right whatever but like just just, to, just for the snark of it yeah but by and large you're just not gonna do it well unless but here's you have the... like a serious you know axe to grind with someone but it's not just that the 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 problem arises in for instance like the reference that he's making to uh pastors to to religious people being forced to marry somebody right is a reference to the Coeur d'Alene Idaho problem right where some <clears throat> where two ordained ministers and I'm doing sort of air quotes here <laughs> right. uh, ordained you know anybody can be an ordained minister right means nothing <clears throat> But two ordained ministers run a for-profit marriage business. Right. They got a little. They got a little shack that they've gussied up for, sure. for weddings and whatnot. Yeah. And for all I know, that's the best place in town to get married. Yeah. For all I, you know, I don't know Cartelaine. It's tiny. It's a small town up in the tip tippity top of Idaho. Right. And uh, I, you know, I'm guessing there's not much game in town yeah. if you want to get married. Sure. In that case, it's like you know what yours is a for business pro or for profit business. Yeah, you kind of gotta go help everybody out. Yeah, I don't give a shit about like who you know because yeah. surely they wed people all the time that they're not overly right. fond of. This is this really needs to be made clear. This is not a church. No, this is not a religious group. No, unless these are people it, who are licensed ministers 
who therefore they can they can marry people. marry people right they, they it, went down to the county courthouse or wherever they had to register themselves as ministers, right. show whatever their ministerial credentials were, right. which is just a piece of paper you can get off the internet. Right. Like, it means nothing. And then they're running a little a little bridal or a little, uh, a little yeah, wedding chapel. Right. That That's totally different. And what, what Pat yep. Robertson is freaking out about is, is or, or ostensibly freaking out <laughs> about it, um, there's this fear out there amongst religiously churchy types mm. that their church is going to be forced to marry gay people. Right. And that's absolutely not the issue. Right. Totally not They're the saying, issue. They're saying this is a business that's open to the public. They have to provide services that are, you know, it's a legal service. Right. They have to provide it. They can't discriminate right. as to, like, who's coming. If and it, I think you're absolutely right that if there are plenty of bakers in town, you you just know better. Yeah, you would know better. I w- I, me, as a straight guy, would not go to a gay-hating baker either. Right. If I know about it. Right. So uh, Out so, of solidarity. Out of solidarity. Thank you, Dan. You're, you're so well. Thank I'm you. very noble. You have no idea. <laughs> uh, but, but, but the, the point gay-hating is, baker, they're so good. If they're that good, yeah. If they're that good oh or whatever, my God, Dan, just, nobody but, makes frosting like a, like a, like 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 hatred. Let me tell you something. Hatred tastes amazing. <laughs> you can kind of really, like poppy seed, but without the poppy seed. It's so good. It's got this. It's got this like lemony zest to it. <laughs> I don't know if you've tried it. It's amazing. Mmm. Hate. Hate cake. Mmm. <laughs> Who doesn't love hate cake? <laughs> All right. Um, so uh, let's move on. We've got some listener feedback. Okay. We've had some folks write into us. Fantastic. Which is always good. Yeah. Um, this one's from Ashley. Hey, F&D. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I have a question. Well, I would hope so because you wrote it into us. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> she could have. It could have been a comment. It could have been a comment. Or a um, correction. It could have been any we number of things. We get corrections all we, the time. It's true. My twin sister is a convert uh, to Mormonism. She, yeah, uh, is a convert and had no idea that Brigham Young and Joseph Smith had tons of wives. She was completely floored by this information. How is this possible? Is the church really not talking about something they those men found so important? And also, how is it legal for the church to push politics? They talk about gay marriage and abortion, for example, and tell their patrons to fight against it. Love the podcast. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Ashley. Yeah. On that first point, mm. basically of like what converts know about the church when they convert. <laughs> right. They don't know much of anything. Right. They know that Mormons believe in Jesus Christ. They know that they believe in like, you know, like uh, eternal family. They Like all these really easy, touchy-feely things. Right. They know about those things. They don't, before before baptizing somebody, they do not walk you through all the negative stuff right yeah exactly people tend to respond negative they would much rather get that baptism in it is funny yeah they need they want the numbers they want to get you in Mm -hmm. and they want to get you sort of situated and 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 really get a give your bum a a feel for that pew yeah before anything else starts and make friends within the community right exactly build your social network and be be part of the church yeah before you really find out much and i have a really good example of this okay when i was on my mission i had this really good friend um who uh he had converted a couple years before i 
like hit the mission. Mm. Um, and uh, and he was a younger guy. He was probably mid mid twenties, you know, so just a few years older than than the missionaries. Mm-hmm. And he just loved the missionaries and loved hanging out with the missionaries and um, liked practicing his English and all yeah. that kind of sure. stuff, right? Yeah. And uh, and so I was seated next to him when I forget how it came up. Oh, oh, oh. So the church produced this. No, no, no. It wasn't even the church. The, the, uh, was it Hinkley? Hinkley was on 60 Minutes. Right. Back in the 90s. And they also interviewed, like, one of the Marriott's mm. who, uh, yeah, it was and, a big and, Mormon and Steve, thing. Steve Young was interviewed in the <laughs> right. whole thing. The football player. And, uh, and somebody brought up the topic of garments. Mm. Okay. The magic Mormon underwear. Right. Um, and, uh, the uh he had never heard of that before oh we we've sort of played it with a translation for some of the members uh-huh. right and uh just be like hey look we're on national television in the united states and we're <laughs> like oh okay cool <laughs> um and, and uh, suddenly was, there was a what he was like Garmin? <laughs> what are you talking about he'd been a member for like th- like two or three years at Holy this point he had never really heard about like like something so fundamental. Yeah, to a Mormonism. Mormon, that's pretty fundamental. That's pretty base level. Yeah, when you grow up in Mormonism, like the garment is like this. Well, first of all, you see of, your parents in it. Well, yeah, you that's do. That's all that they so walk that's around. The only that. underwear that they wear. Yeah. Um, but it just holds such sort of mystical power within Mormonism. Yeah. That, like it, it, it was just really stunning to me, and it was one of those moments when I was like, "Oh, we 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 do this wrong." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know. Absolutely. It is it's it is weird to me that the Mormons don't better prepare their converts for what they're going to encounter. No. But they're so afraid and we'll be talking more about this actually uh in the later part of our show. So I don't want to get too deep into this, but they but traditionally the Mormons are so afraid of these weirdo parts of their religion they kind of r- keep them <clears throat> secret. That they kind of they kind of try and keep a lid on it. Uh-huh. They only want the uh, the nice feelings to go out. Yeah. <clears throat> but then the internet came. Right. And it changed. It changed everything. everything. And we're going to talk about that coming yeah. up. Uh, yep. Chris wrote in to us. He said, hey, Frank and Dan, I have a question that I'm hoping you, will, you and maybe some of your other listeners will have some input on. Okay. I have a friend who's been dealing with cancer for about six years now. He okay. gets treatment, then it comes back in a different place, and he gets treatment and so on. Anyway, I have, I've got a group facebook message from him that his cancer has come back again Mm. and he's going in for treatment but it doesn't look very good he's asked a lot of his friends to pray and fast for him a little background Mm. i met this friend when we were both lds missionaries in the mtc that's the missionary training center Uh he lives in california and i'm in utah so i don't see him too much or talk to him too often my wife and i haven't been mormon for about three years now and we Just officially resigned our memberships this summer. Congratulations. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, Anyway, we haven't felt the need to make any big announcements about our atheism, preferring instead to just be ourselves and not hide anything and let others think what they will. My friend with the cancer, I think, doesn't know that we're not Mormons anymore. Hmm. It makes me uncomfortable to be part of this group message where everyone is insisting that God will perform a miracle if we all just skip a lunch and wish real hard. However, I don't feel like I can say anything to my friend without coming off like a huge douche. Um, I don't want to make this issue about me while he's the one with the cancer. 
Yeah. On the other hand, I'd like to offer some encouragement without lying and telling him I'm praying for him. Right. Any advice on how to approach the situation would be greatly appreciated. Here's the line. Okay. We will keep you in our thoughts. And hearts. And hearts. Sure. That's a good one. That's a great one. Because the, everybody else is saying, oh, yes, we'll pray for you. We'll pray for you. My aunt, actually, this last week, her stepson was in a horrible accident. So oh, dear. She, she, she posted something on Facebook. Everybody pray. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm not too terribly close to that side of the family. So I kind of went back and forth. Mm. You know, what, what do I say and whatever. But the, 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 the simple line of I'll, I'll, keep, I'll keep you or I'll keep him or keep her, whatever, in my heart and mind is uh, – that's great. Yeah. And it, it, it kind of fills that place of praying for someone. And it's no tip-off. I mean, <clears throat> no. they, people can, can definitely assume if they want to that you're still, uh, that you're still a believer or whatever. Right. Although, you know, here's the other thing. If you really like this guy a lot yeah. and you want to, like, have more of a relationship with him uh, and stuff, I can say that I have had the experience of coming out as atheist to someone in a pretty tough situation, not unlike this. Right. And just saying, look, uh, I don't pray anymore. Right. But I'm, but you're very much on my mind and yeah. I love you dearly. Yeah. And I just want you to know that I'm here for you if there's anything I can do. One of the things that really bugs me about prayer mm -hmm. is that it absolves the person of responsibility sure. for the other person. Mm -hmm. So when I hear, when someone asks me to pray for something, generally what I do is look for something tangible that I can actually do right. instead of praying. Right. So, you know, when my mother-in-law... Uh, asked us all to pray for An for Andrea's little sister who was studying for uh, a very difficult test. Mm. I was like, um, no, I'm not going to pray, but what if I help her study? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so that kind of thing, that's, I look at those things, if you can find something, I mean, you may not be able to, he's in California, you're not. And, and that's the, the trick with this question. Sure. So the the question specifically is basically... Like, like, yeah, if you're in the same room or in close proximity to the person, whatever, like having that kind of quick conversation about, hey, I don't pray anymore, great. Yeah. But when the person is, you know, two states away yeah, and you're probably not going to see them anytime soon, sure, then you are just making it about yourself. If you, in that forum, in that context, in that say forum, something right. about you don't pray anymore right you blah, could blah, write blah. a long and loving letter an yeah. email to them absolutely and that would be to fine say too. hey and and you, i find that more personal anyway yeah exactly you know send them a handwritten note in the real mail yeah that's People a that's a thing love that stuff yeah. yeah so anyway but but no you're under no obligation to come out as atheist to them you're under no obligation to yeah there's no reason why you would have to like well, let me explain all of my beliefs to you right now. You can just you can just <laughs> right. say you're in my thoughts. Right. Uh, we'll move on. Josiah has written to us. Okay. Hi, Frank and Dan. I've been listening to some of your older episodes, and in one of them, Frank mentioned that in college he smoked a lot of pot. Mm. Franklin. The good old days. Shame on you. <laughs> I was wondering what the church's stance was on the drug. Also, if I'm not mistaken, Frank was still a believer at the time. Uh, assuming that the church is anti-marijuana, how did Frank rationalize smoking the herbs? Uh, 
I believe Frank mentioned he was at B he went to BYU. What were your Mormon friends' views on the plant? Thanks. Love the podcast. All right, some uh, some fact checking here. Okay, <laughs> about my life. Uh, just some clarifications. Yeah, I did go to BYU, but only for three semesters. I was sort of on my outs with the church even while there. Right. But I didn't. I didn't engage in any really non salacious activity. Yeah. yeah. Like I, anything like that. Um, I yeah, I did not do when I was still in living down in in Provo. Um, but once I got got up to Salt Lake and I had transferred to the University of Utah, right, and sort of made a whole bunch of you know non Mormon friends, I got introduced to marijuana, and we had a lovely time together for a while. Um, but if I wanted to get anything done in my life, I I, I knew I kind of had to right. lay off. Um, to answer the other part of the question. And that's uh, not to say that there aren't productive people out there who smoke marijuana. I just am not one of those people. Sure. Uh, to answer the other part of the question, uh, the LDS Church, I don't think they've come out specifically about marijuana. Uh, except is, yeah. they haven't had to because they have a, an existing thing that says that we believe in obeying the laws of the land. Right. That is is becoming more and more problematic, I think, <laughs> for the Mormons. How do they deal with it in Col How do the saints I in Colorado? No, I, I don't think that I, I've, I've seen anything specific about it. I think they know that they're not supposed to. Oh, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, and oh, it's, yeah. It's clear that, that that's not a thing, that, that that's not something that good Mormons do. However, the more it becomes like also a medical intervention, well, that is the, interesting. The more I start to wonder about what Utah, they're going to do legalized the 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 cannabis oil oh yeah for for treatment of like in sort of medical whatever's whatever there were some, whatever no there were kids or, who were suffering from some kind of i can't remember oh, right, all the details right and um, it, was the, it was the only it was stuff really the was, only thing that like helped with their seizures or something like or their that. nausea or, yeah something and, and so it's 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 non-intoxicating um, like, like the THC mm -hmm. is not in this oil. It's right. just a, a cannabis extract of some kind. Right. Um, and, uh, which for the kids, which, that's but, fine, but, but why take away the fun? Utah the did that. Yeah. Right. Um, it does. It, it's going to be interesting watching yeah. that play out. I'm sure that the church will come out against marijuana if, 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 if they're pushed. Yeah. Which they will be one. I mean, as it becomes legal in all sorts of other states uh, and and in other countries, they're going to have to start answering questions. Oh, absolutely! It'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> we'll see what Jesus says. <laughs> um, we've got one more email, but I'm going to read it after I uh, thank our lovely donors. Oh, we've got okay. some uh, some good donors this this week. Uh, thanks to Audrey, thank you, who Audrey. did a one time donation. Um, Thomas gave us a nice one-time donation. He says, hey, guys, I don't do subscription donations, so here is a one-year membership all at once. Oh, Thomas, I like your show. You. I think it's funny, informative, and mature without being overly crude. Well, fuck that. <laughs> Just kidding. Sorry, I had to do that. Oh. Uh, so thank you very much for that, uh, Thomas. Um, Eowyn has, uh, has, has done a donation as well. Very nice one-time donation. Um, we also have a lovely uh, new subscriber, uh, ah. which is Ashley, a oh, monthly thank subscriber. You, thank you for that. And George uh, also gave us a one-time donation. He said, uh, hey, guys, I sent in the autographed departure letter. I hope you dig it. Keep up the good work. 
So he's going to get an atheist card from us because he's fantastic. He's, uh, departed from his church. Um, Wonderful. All of you, by the way, who are waiting on your atheist cards, they're in the works. They're in the works. I promise we're going to get them to you. Please don't freak out and uh, don't hate us too much. We're it's the only reason they're taking this long is that we're really irresponsible. <laughs> so uh, I think that that's good. Um. So uh, we have one more email, and I'm going to let this sort of lead us, segue us Ooh, ever so well there's into... There's a plan, Dan. There is a plan, Dan. Uh, this is from Ryan, who says, Frank and Dan, I am an ex-Mormon, and I never thought I would see the day that the church released this kind of video. And he links to a video. It's, he says it explains temple clothes and garments. Yeah. I wonder if it is because of the internet spreading a message that they want to control, or so Romney can run for president again. Probably both, huh? Absolutely. Well, thanks for writing in, Romney. Er, yeah. Romney. Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that does segue us delightfully into what we wanted to talk about. Uh, on this. You watched the video, I assume, right? I did watch the video. It's very interesting. Anybody who wants to see it, this is actually put out by the LDS Church. Um and it is a video showing now not on a person. These are not they don't no. show it on a body, but they lay out on a table yeah. the magic underwear uh-huh. known as the temple garments. Yes. Uh garments for short. Yes. And uh and the clothing that people wear in the temple, yes. including the chef's hat and mm-hmm. the it's the all it's all white except for the green apron uh-huh. uh that is worn around the waist. So that you can go cook in the... Uh, <laughs> it's an important part of the ceremony. In the temple ceremony where everyone Dan, make, makes part of muffins. The, you, you, you scoff. <laughs> Everybody think, you think he's making a joke. <laughs> it's delicious. It's the most delicious part of the temple ceremony. No. There's well, no... Mrs. Field. There's no... Her, that's right. She that's got right. her she's recipe a somewhere. That's, she's a Mormon. Hmm. Uh, yeah, there's no cooking. No. <clears throat> Sadly. Sadly. It would be far more be, interesting. It would be better. Uh, if there actually was just a little uh, cooking class sure, in the temple. It would be way better. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to see the video, I believe it's up already on our, on our Facebook page. Okay. Um, but you can, also, you can just uh, you can Google it and all, all, of, all sorts of... Oh, did, yeah. All sorts of stuff. Yeah. All sorts of stuff. Um, so what we wanted to talk about, that just came out. That video just came out. And let me tell you something. I was also shocked. I'm I'm with Ryan on this one. Anyone who understands uh, the Mormon zeitgeist knows that this is, like, mind-blowing. Right. Like, literally, I think I could could hear brains exploding in the Salt Lake Valley (laughs) the day this launched. (laughs) Because this is, I mean, if anything in the Mormon church is not for outsiders to know or talk about or hear about or anything. Well, it's, it's the garments. The garments. But like what kind of blew my mind is that they took care of the garments and the temple clothes all at the same time. The garments are the thing that like people really truly make fun of. Right. Magic underwear, which right. the video says is offensive. Yeah, oh yes. Calling uh, it magic underwear is offensive. So everybody should probably know that. Yeah, it came Don't out. Stop calling it that, but it is offensive. <laughs> they launched it on their LDS.org uh, website. And with it, they they like had a little instructional thing for how the media should talk about their garments. Yeah. And, and the whole video was like it the first like probably 
more than half of the first vi- of of the video is just look at all around the world. People wear things for their religion everywhere. Uh-huh. Look at this Buddhist monk. Look uh-huh. at this Jew. They have clothes that are specific to their religion. For so, all the world to see. So it's why would it be weird that our underwear is different? <laughs> that's not weird. Shut up. We're not weird. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm pretty sure that's verbatim. Yeah. What they uh, say. I do enjoy the fact that you mentioned that there were instructions uh, for the media uh-huh. how they were to refer to everything. Yeah. Uh, the headline on Huffington Post was Mormon Church issues video about quote magic underwear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those dicks. They were literally just being dicks they about were. it. Oh, absolutely. Oh, my God. That is so funny. Shame on them. Shame uh, on them. Probably, they knew it was the last time they could probably legitimately <laughs> get, get away, away with, with it. it. Because it's a quote. Because they're putting it in. Well, you guys said it. Yeah. We didn't say it. <laughs> the so-called magic underwear. We're going to, like, four paragraphs down, we're going to tell them not to call it that. Yeah. The, the AP style guide will have instructions about. Yeah. Oh my that, god, I'm that's sure. so Some, funny. Soon enough. But this isn't the only thing that the Mormons came out with. Uh, just like in the past week or the past two weeks, I'm not sure. Um, they also came out with a bunch of essays. Like they're doing this essay blitz. Yeah. It's it. They've ramped it up. Yeah. Because we've had essays. Now we've had essays about plural marriage. Oh yeah. Polygamy. Yes. Which, uh, which our our listeners' sister didn't uh, didn't even know existed. Well, yeah. now the world knows. I mean, everybody knew. I don't know how anybody. How do you not know? It's the one thing that everybody associates with Mormonism. Yeah, but there you go. Anywho, yeah. uh, the church has been decidedly mum about its history with polygamy, uh, unless absolutely forced to talk about it. Right, and here they're volunteering. To talk about it, they are uh, they're not, going on record. <laughs> they're getting, they're they're digging in. Um, it is interesting. One of the things that you and I were talking about is all the, all of these church historians who were at some points, in, you know, who were at various times excommunicated from the church, right, for revealing this stuff. Yeah. Now the church themselves is coming out with it and being like, "Yeah, we totally cop to that." I think I would be pissed. I think I would be kind of. I would. I would. I I'd would be a little. I would be, yeah, annoyed. Yeah. Uh, although I did read one, a quote from one of them, Michael Quinn, uh-huh. who uh, who apparently was was actually just impressed that the church. He, I think he said they did. They they went all, like seventy five percent of the way there. Down, oh, really? down the road to truth. They, he was actually kind of impressed. <laughs> I think is the sense that I got seventy five percent toward the truth. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. that's actually impressive. <laughs> For as how guarded they as they have been. Yeah. On certain aspects of their history, like that's and this, yeah, and they're and, doing it for real and forever. Well, yeah. and, and in, here, the, in yeah. the internet age, they are just—they're making this decision that these things are just out there. This stuff is locking down. Yeah, they are locking this stuff down. Now, of course, they do a lot of tap dancing oh, in of these course. essays. I mean, they—they—they uh, they, they still don't love the fact that they were polygamists, right? They hate that fact, uh, but they—they—they uh, they, they sort of find their reasons why it happened and they you know we don't understand everything but when god says to do something you do it and joseph smith was so reluctant to do it but then he saw he was very reluctant very very reluctant he didn't want angel had to visit him three times and the last time he had a sword 
Yeah. <laughs> now, what the paragraph after that says is that after the first appearance, he started practicing it on his own. <laughs> it, was only, it took him to the third one before he like told people about before it. Before he, he admitted it to everybody. <laughs> Oh he didn't God. have any problem like, oh, you mean I can have sex with that woman? Oh, okay, great. He's like, well, that's in line with, with what I was thinking too, Lord. So that's nice. Anyway. Um, but he he clearly, though, um, uh, uh, it, it wasn't a sexual thing, Dan. <laughs> that's a point that they keep making over and over. Well, this no. Here's polygamy the... was not about sex, Dan. Right. And that I've it heard wasn't. before. What's amazing about one of these articles... Uh, which is entitled Plural Marriage in Kirtland and Nauvoo. Uh, mm. These are these are two places where Mormons where early Mormons lived. Right. Uh Kirtland, Ohio, Ohio. and Nauvoo, Illinois. Uh-huh. Um they uh they they do cop to the fact that Joseph Smith probably had sex with multiples of these women. Not all of them. Definitely not all of them. And no. the reason that they're so adamant that it's definitely not all of them is because he was married to at, I think like ten women under the age of twenty wow. by the time he died. Wow. Some of them as two of them as young as fourteen. Yeah. Um yeah. or as this article puts it, a few months before her fifteenth birthday. <laughs> Because that's so Cause, much better. Because, yeah, exactly. Sex with a 14-year-old? No. That's... A 15-year-old, yeah. Yeah, you know, she's, yeah. Uh, she's, uh, she's fine now. And it's also important to really point out that, that in today's world... That's not done, but but in 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 the mid eighteen hundreds. Oh, back then it happened. Oh yeah, you, it happened. You got married to cows and like babies and stuff. Oh. You know, it didn't. It was a totally different yeah. time, and it wasn't about sex. And it wasn't about sex. There was nothing about this that was about sex. Uh, and they do have some some reason to say that uh, for at least one of the fourteen year olds, they do not have any evidence f- to say that about. Both of the fourteen-year-olds, nor the fifteen-year-olds, and the anyway. well, one of the fifteen-year-olds later on, uh, like, like said that it was, and this is, brings up interesting language. She says that it was an eternal marriage only, right? And they 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 go out of their way to make this retarded. I shouldn't say that. I'm sorry. Don't use I'm, that word. I'm, that way, I'm correct, self-correcting on that. Damn. They use a stupid differ, uh, uh, differentiation between <laughs> an eternal marriage. <laughs> And a marriage for time. Very well done backtracking on that, Dan, by the way. Well, I <laughs> I apologize for it, and I'm, I'm just correcting it. You can make fun of it, proceed. but I caught myself doing something bad, and I stopped myself. Okay, proceed. proceed. Anyway, uh, so they call, so they, they say that there's a marriage for eternity, mm. and then there's a marriage for time and all eternity. Uh, yeah, of course. And yeah. the, the time, when they, what they're referring to is the time on this earth. Uh, this and if it's a marriage for time, then of course you're gonna have sex. Right. That's the code. <laughs> the code here is time means sex, eternity means no sex. Right. That's until the code. later. Until yeah, until who knows what happens in heaven. Until God fixes up her face. <laughs> right. Let's face it. Right, exactly. Until God, yeah, makes her prettier. Young, perhaps. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh no, young doesn't seem to be a problem in certain cases. Anyway, yeah, but there were a few older women. There were. Uh, his, his oldest wife he married. Uh, she was in her mid fifties, I believe. Yeah, right. Like, I mean, come on. Yeah, uh, yeah. He was. Fi- she was fifty six years old by the <sighs> when he married her. What was he thinking? Crazy. Well, her name was Fanny. 
I don't know. Does that say anything? Probably not. Anyway, all I'm so one of the things. How do I explain? Okay, so here's one of the things that you guys need to know. All of you non-Mormons out there, and even Mormons uh, who are younger than I am, you need to understand that before that in my time, we didn't hear about Joseph doing polygamy. Yeah, they never talked about that. We heard about Brigham Young doing polygamy. He's the second leader right. of the church. He's the one that led them across the plains to to Utah. Strangely proud of it in a weird way. Yeah, it's got this. It's got. It does have a weird sort of. Uh, it's it's this folksy weird thing, and they all kind of just laugh and ha ha ha. Yeah, about well, it. I guess he blah blah blah. They don't. And when I was when I was coming up. They didn't cop to how many wives he had. No, they can't. And it's not that. it's not entirely clear how many wives these guys actually had anyway. Right. For Joseph Smith, it turns out that his the number's probably in the mid thirties. Yeah. Uh you know, thirty three, thirty four. Well, as with most things, you lose count after a while. <laughs> right, right. You know, like how many wives <laughs> is it? How many is this? Yeah, I can't even name them I all. I can't even keep track anymore. No, no, forget about it. I right. lost count. I lost count at fifteen. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, boy, after your twentieth wife, it's just like, well, are you one of them? Okay, let's let's go off into the room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brigham Young, by the way, had over fifty, I believe. Remarkable. Uh, yeah, yeah. I actually believe that they. I mean, at that point, I believe that some of them they probably didn't fuck. Because like that's just how, how, that's too many people to maintain. At that point, I don't know. <laughs> You you want to believe that they that they consummated every one of those marriages? I don't know that I want to believe it. But like, <laughs> I really don't want to think about Brigham Young doing much of anything, much less oh, brother Brigham consummating, yeah, a, a marriage. But um, he uh, I don't know, fifty. That's not it's not that hard. <laughs> if you're Wilt Chamberlain, <laughs> well, it's not all in one night. That's true. Anyway, uh. So, yeah, I mean, so why do we think that the church is uh, is putting this all out there? Now, we've talked about this before. Previous uh, essays have been launched that shocked us, that that blew yeah. our minds. Well, I think the emailer is absolutely right. I think they, he nailed it. Yeah, it's uh, Romney has uh, has certain problems that make him hard to elect. He's a, he, yes. And exactly. uh, and I think that uh, one of them is his Mormon problem. So they uh-huh. have to they have to clean up what Mormonism is. They have to clarify that Mormonisms that more uh, Mormonism that Mormons are Christian. Right. They have to make sure people get that. Yeah. Because they need to be part of the community rather than this weird other thing. Right. And they got to clean up all this history crap. So here's so here's the conspiracy theory as we have it laid out. Ooh, I love it. Uh, Mitt Romney, they believe me, Mormons are desperate to have a president. They they will probably they will pull out any stop. I'm sure that the amount of money. Why are they so desperate for this? Why are they? F- they're fixated on it. They are, and and have you know Joseph Smith himself was going to run for president before he died. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so who knows? I I mean, it's just it's is it legitimacy? Is it? Having it's some power is it power? It's being in the inner power circles, I think. Yeah, and they have been for a while. I mean, you know, one of their president, one of their prophets, used to be a uh, a former prophet, used to be secretary of agriculture, mm-hmm. and they've had yep. plenty of senators and stuff. Um, here's my here's my thinking, uh, and here so here's how it goes down. Last 
presidential election. Mitt Romney lost. And now, so then they all sat around thinking, well, why did he lose? There's the Mormon problem, like you say. Yeah. And there's the rich guy mm-hmm. uh, who who was a fairly liberal Republican governor of Massachusetts. Right. Like his history and the Mormons. Well, they're rebranding the Mormons so almost entirely. His problem is basically just who he is. Yes. His pr- the problem with Mitt Romney. His political history. Is that which he's says, Mitt Romney. Yeah. Right. So Mitt Romney's have... a big problem. However, they don't really have any other viable candidates. There's there's nobody out there that can they've got all of these guys that are way far on the right who will who will do well with the Tea Partiers and whatever. Um, they can't win the general. They know that they can't win the general election. Right. But they've got all these guys that are, you know, sort of more moderates who can't get past the pri- the the primaries. So Mitt's probably their only guy. So they need to so they're fixing Mitt and the way that they're fixing Mitt is that he's selling off all of his big mansions in uh, he's got a house in Massachusetts and a place in La Jolla and mm-hmm. all of these things they're selling all they're getting rid of all of those and he's moving to Utah. Yeah. And he's going to have one house yep. in a ritzy neighborhood of su- suburb of Salt Lake. Ritzy but not absurd. But not absurd because yeah. Salt Lake doesn't really do absurd. That is it's true. It's as absurd as it gets for Salt Lake City. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's probably true. It's it's where the the really it's where the wealth is. It's yeah. not just rich. It's wealth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, in, can, is is in this little area, and then so 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 now he's going to be hometown Utah guy mm-hmm. shopping at the Costco. Right. So that that that's takes well, care look, of the mitt they're, problem. They're owning the Mormonism while simultaneously fixing Mormonism. Right. Yeah. And then the yes. So now they have to rebrand Mormonism entirely, right. which is where. The Meet the Mormons film comes in, yep. which is purely propaganda. Yep, uh, and it's where a lot of the it's and it's where all of these essays come in, right? So that nobody can say, "Well, what about your history that you've been hiding from all this time?" Right. Well, we haven't been hiding from what, it. It's you, on our website. What are you talking about? Look Here at our is. website. Let me point you to the website. And we printed it uh, six months before anybody said they were running for president. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Long before. <laughs> We've been doing this for a year and a half now. Clearly, these two things are not related. How no. dare you How suggest d- that these two things are related? Right. Oh, also in the in the fix Mitt uh, par- portion of it, there was the Mitt Romney uh, documentary that came out. Yeah, which actually, did you watch it? Uh huh. It fixes Mitt. It does a good they, job. They go after some of the the largest critiques of Mitt that the that the left really ran with, like the. So there was a really easy elitist things like well, the the fancy horses, right? Well, that's just for her. Uh, it's her, for her, her MS. Uh, MS. It's it's they're therapy that, horses. They're therapy horses. How dare that? And the whole family is just outraged. They're, How that is for her MS? And it's like, yeah, but don't you get it? Not everybody can buy dancing horses right. for their MS, right? Yeah, like a fleet of those dancing are, horses. Those are half a million dollar uh, therapy horses. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's not exactly. Yeah, and, but, and, but it oh, also, but and, it mostly it just and, humanizes and the, the elevator, yeah, right? The, the car, car elevator. elevator, right? Well, that's that's she can't go up and down stairs. And they're all <laughs> fucking outraged about it, right? And you're like, yeah, but but nobody nobody can, can do that yeah, except fact, you guys. Like, right. it's not that you're doing it. That's fine. It's that it represents the fact that you have ungodly amounts of money. Yeah, that's what yeah. the problem is. Yeah. So yeah, I it it'll be interesting to watch, but 
go to lds.org if you want to and read up on what the uh i, I mean I, I don't i don't want to okay so yeah anyway um we'll uh, I had to <laughs> yes we we did it for our job <laughs> But yeah, there's a whole bunch of interesting stuff. You might have to dig around a little bit to to find the good stuff. But yeah, there's some. F- I I would love to hear from somebody who who is like not versed in Mormonism, who doesn't have a long history with Mormonism, and hear their opinion about some of these, especially right. this one, the polygamy in Kirtland and Nauvoo, right? Because there's some phrasing in there that is that strikes me as being just batshit crazy. But yeah. It, but how does it play? Like, I really want to know how this stuff plays. Yeah, get on there and, and read it. If you're, especially if you're not familiar with Mormonism, and just let us know if it's weird, if it's like super weird to you. Because I, I find their wording slick. Oh, I think that it's, they, they, it's as good as it gets. Did it go all the way? Did did that, it go far have, enough? Have they, have they really fixed their problems with? With their history, with their history, with essays like this one, yeah, like like seriously, because for me, it still is it is it, it, just nuts. It is it's nuts. just nuts. Yep, absolutely. You can't make Mormon history if you're going to own the history. If you say that these are actually this is how the church was founded and this and that these things happened, uh-huh. there's no way to make it sound normal or reasonable or <laughs> like anything that any normal person would want to be associated with. In my opinion, I don't know. I could I could do a couple more wives. That'd be fine. <laughs> Besides that part. <laughs> okay, fine. Well, if you, you wouldn't want multiple wives. Wives, wives? I don't know. I don't have a thing against it, personally. I, I mean, it's not something that I'm pursuing currently, hmm. but I don't think, I don't, I don't have a problem with it. Anyway. That's it a, seems like a terribly complicated thing to get yourself into. It does. It does seem complicated, and I'm a, I'm fairly complication averse, so that that would be <laughs> that would be one issue that I would have to surmount to get to that point. Right. Anyway, if you have a, if you if you do end up reading this stuff and you want to to chime in, the way to do that would be to write to us at podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you could leave us a voicemail at 424-666-8442. Correct. Or uh, feel free to uh, to go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash TGIatheist. Um, or, of course, uh, you can uh, find us on Twitter at TGIatheist as well. Sure. Uh, all of that is good stuff. Uh, big, big thanks to, uh, to Mackenzie, whose work has become... A little bit harder now that we've got two places on the Facebook for you to go, but oh. but she's doing a great job. Awesome. Thank you, Mackenzie. And thanks to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their music. Mm-hmm. And we will talk to y'all next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.